Hello, and thanks for listening and joining us on the Be Yourself Happy, Healthy, Hopeful podcast. I'm your host, Steph, a health promoter from the Bulimia Anorexia Nervosa Association in Windsor. On this podcast, we explore topics related to health, mental wellness, and creating a happy, healthy, and hopeful life full of opportunities for yourself. Today, we have a wonderful guest joining us, and I am super excited to get into a conversation with her. I am lucky to be joined by Christine Hamill-Firth. Christine is a high school teacher at a local high school. She's on the learning support team there and teaches phys ed and works in guidance. Christine is a mom, and she attended Banna's How to Be a Positive Influencer on and offline workshop, which we had last October and was discussed in episode one. Christine is passionate about supporting and educating young girls on the positives, positives gained from healthy and active living. She believes in encouraging young girls to follow their dreams, knowing that the sky's the limit. We are so grateful to have a teacher voice on our podcast. Thank you so much, Christine, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're so glad to get you on because you were at the workshop too, and we discussed that a lot in our first episode. Um, so, I mean, I just gave you a little intro, but I wanted to get maybe from your mouth um, a little bit more about you as a teacher and as a parent. As, as a teacher, I've been, uh, this is my 20th year teaching at uh, the high school teaching health and fitness, like you said, and I just joined the learning support team. I'm a mom of two beautiful girls, a 12-year-old mm-hmm. and a 9-year-old. So I deal with girls all day long, and, yeah. uh, and we have a lot of fun. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So what originally drew you to um, phys ed specifically and the teaching? Teaching wasn't on my radar no. uh, when I was in university. I was focusing on other aspects, but I did play a lot of team sports and I was doing a little bit of coaching at the time and it just kind of stemmed from that. I was uh, teaching and coaching and was asked to coach a team of girls for softball and mm. I pursued it and ever since then it's just kind of kept stuck. growing. Yeah, mm. that's great. Um, I'm sure you have insight into how um, young girls are dealing with, you know, feeling about their how they feel about their bodies and um, how physical activity can play a role in promoting more of a positive body image. Um, so, and you've told us before that it's really about staying true to yourself and, in, and you know, saying that you, it sky's the limit, right? right. Um, to instill a positive uh, self-esteem and a positive body image. So where do you think that that sort of drive came from? Like, where did you learn how to um, be so positive, really? (laughs) I was uh, very lucky. Uh, As I grew up, I had some amazing influences, both male and female. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until later on in in my career that I was able to work with um, more female role models and some mentors. And to be honest, they were the ones, my associate teachers uh, in university, my professors were the ones that... uh, taught me how to be positive and they were such positive role models that it just how lucky I was mm-hmm. that I wanted to be just like them mm-hmm. and you're full circle and you're yes. doing it every day <laughs> oh that's awesome and it really highlights that mentorship is so important for young people yes um yeah so let's get I mean I want to like kind of show the landscape to people uh, get a description of how high school maybe has changed since you've grown up since I've grown up because of social media is such a big 
part of that for young boys and girls today. Um, so maybe you can tell me a little bit, you know, some simple examples or just how social media is like, they're so enamored by it today. So why do you think that is? What does it look like in the schools? It it, it was really hard for me because I'm not a user of social media, but yeah. having the girls uh, come in with their phones all the time and showing me different things that I, I simply ask them once in a while. And I've had girls say to me that they can put stuff on Instagram or on Twitter and they can put themselves out there where it's positive and they can take pictures and they can kind of make themselves up and people can mm -hmm. see their experiences and enjoy communication and etc with with looking at other people's Instagram accounts so they just love to be able to just mm. put stuff out there and be happy about it and use it as a platform and a tool for communication mm -hmm. yeah so sometimes we get told that um, all of those likes that they get, it could, you know, kind of extend to their social life, um, like in school, not just online. And or it can be really positive in a way that they can express themselves too. So what do you think some of the um, maybe positives and negative aspects of social media are? Um, some positives, I think it's a good platform to get uh, information out there on uh, workshops and school events yeah, and stuff like that's that. True. So they get to see that as a community. Uh, there are a lot of downfalls. I do have students that come in that mm -hmm. uh, really look at their body image and they see images out there of fitness models and they want to be just like them and they yeah. don't understand the proper nutrition and what it takes to get there. And I think what they don't understand is that those pictures have been shot at an angle or they're photoshopped right. and these girls have makeup and not to take anything away from them that they work very hard to get there. But um, there are a lot of different aspects that can be fixed in those profiles sure. and in those pictures to make them look that good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it takes a team. Usually, <laughs> It's not so easy. Um, okay, so what do you think maybe some of the hardest parts of your job are, um, whether it's related to like the social media piece or not? I think the hardest part of my job is convincing these girls how awesome they really are mm. and that they have everything at their fingertips. They are very hard on themselves. Yeah. They um, don't understand that it's okay to not be perfect. A lot yeah. of times I walk in there and I say, it's you're perfectly imperfect. And um, to use the confidence that they have to pursue their dreams yeah so it's just a lack of confidence so they they have everything it's just trying to pull it out and making them realize that it's there it's there and, and it's tapping into it, it. Yes. is the challenge yes. yeah yeah that's really good though that they have uh there's teachers out there like you that are trying to pull those things out of young people because it can be so overwhelming mm -hmm. um i don't know if i actually had those type, types of mentors or teachers at that age so that's really cool that they're out there and they exist. Um, and then what is more of like the easiest part of your job? Uh, the, I, <laughs> I, I love what I do. And um, the, these girls really, they want to learn and they're eager to learn and they're eager to move their bodies and they're eager to exercise mm -hmm. and uh, they want to be healthy. They want to be fit and they, they just, they want it all. It's just about going to get it. So they're, uh, they're great. They have great work ethic. They're leaders and uh, they, uh, they're good. They're good kids. So that's the easiest. It's easy to teach what you love yeah. to students who really want to be there. 
Yeah, that's great. What what grades again do you teach, Christine? I teach grades 9 through 12. Okay, so, so all I of do them. see it all. Yeah. Yes, I do have them all. And uh, Do you notice a difference between 9s versus 12s when it relates to fitness or anything like that? Uh, yes and no. I think uh, the grade 9s, they start off there a little bit. The girls aren't, uh, they don't seem to like physical education as much. Uh, coming from the elementary schools, they yeah. get a little bit nervous of, of playing sports and all that stuff. But within a month, they love it and they love being with uh, all girls and just in working out. And uh, I think by grade 12, the girls really grow up learning that they have, uh, they, they need the health and they need the fitness to pursue and they need to eat well to do good in school mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. So I think they appreciate it more and more as they get older. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think in my own journey too, I feel like my, my intention for why I exercise or move my body has been different. Like initially it, it is like, oh, you want to look good. But then as, as you get older, you're like, no, this is making me better for the, for carrying out my tasks, my dreams, my achievements. Um, it gives me clear mentor, mental health. Things like that. Exactly. Yeah. So the intention, I think, kind of alternates as you go through life. Um, okay. So can you think, actually, let's go back to social media. So can you think of any um, situation where you did have a problem with a student coming to you um, or they had a problem about social media specifically? Uh, I do get some girls uh, coming in who they... They talk about how they get bullied online. Oh, yeah. Um, or they put a picture out there of a party they went to or an event they went to. And it's a beautiful picture. They're all dressed up and somebody uh, dislikes it or mm. makes a comment on it. And it, it's, it becomes kind of hurtful. So I do see a little bit of that. A little bit of, uh, like I said earlier, body imaging where they, yeah. they get a little bit frustrated with how hard they're working and why don't I look like this yes. model in this picture so that's basically what I see yeah this the bullying is still a thing online unfortunately Mm -hmm. and then they can't get away from it really like you and I we could leave school but then it's it's on their phone and they might like perseverate and all on it all night long that's it right yeah yeah that's tough um so what kind of advice do you usually give young people about that I try to be clear that you know what you see is not what you get. Mm-hmm. Okay? You have to decipher what is right and wrong, and and online you d- you just don't know. So you have to assume that nothing is perfect and nothing is completely right on social media, even though it looks like it might be. Yeah, and uh, you just have to be yourself and be the best you can be in 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 your pictures and in in your tweets and yes, yeah. Being yourself, yeah. like this podcast, yes. same. <laughs> so you're in line with our messaging for sure. Um, can you think of any top standout moments from your career that you would like to share with us? No, there's been so many. I don't know. I think the top, top moment is still to come. Yeah. Even though I've been teaching for 20 years, I've had a lot of great experience. I've seen a lot of my students grow to be doctors and lawyers and achieve all those goals. I've had a lot of students come back and help me with uh, separate, like different programs at the school. So that's been uh, that's been nice to see. Or they're big leaders in the community and they're doing great things for uh, both the community, women, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like I feel like I've done a lot. I've achieved yeah, a lot, like but it. I still feel like there's more to come. 
Oh, that's cool. That, that's a good way to think of yeah. it because some people are like, oh, I achieved this, this, and this. But it's like you have to have something to look forward to. That's yeah. cool. I love that. Um, okay. So I know that you're not on social media, right? Um, why have you chosen to go off of social media yourself? Uh, I'm not. Yes, I don't. <laughs> I don't use social media. Um, I try to use my I like to look at it as I have my students for 75 minutes I like to disconnect to reconnect so I feel like I have them for 75 minutes let's do something hands-on let's just put the phones away out of sight out of mind they're going to be on them anyway Um, and so I just don't like to use them for that reason and also it's a little bit of a fear Um, I don't know as much as I'd like to know about social media so I'm still learning and navigating through and it's Kind of funny that they teach me probably more about right. the tech than than I know, but uh, <laughs> but I just choose to just stay offline mm-hmm. for just just because. Yeah, no, that's okay. And I think it, the fact that you choose or that you work in phys ed, it's probably um, it's it's the place where they can really escape, right? So why even you know bring that into the picture? There's, they're already in other classes utilizing devices in some way. So it is that place where they can disconnect, which right. I liked how you said that um, for sure. Okay. So, but do you know actually any other teachers who are on social media where yes, they yes. get followed by students? Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I looked into this because I was, I was thinking, well, I'm kind of useless because I don't use it. <laughs> um, I do have an Instagram account, but it's only to follow um my daughters, mm-hmm. teachers, etc. But um, I do have colleagues who do have accounts, and it's for uh, teaching platform only, or business platform. So they have their students follow, and they post pictures of activities they do or class assignments, etc. Right. And um, and and it's strictly business. I did ask if they have any students who follow their personal accounts, and I did not have one colleague say yes. Okay. I did have a few colleagues who said they made connections with students. And that they, once the student has graduated, they will allow them to right. follow and follow back. But okay. it's, it's basically after graduation. Yeah, it probably depends on the relationship they have, exactly. too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you kind of, unfortunately, um, you got to be careful about that as a professional these right. days. We, we, you know, we know that everything we put online stays online. Yes. And it could influence us professionally. So, and as a teacher, I'm sure there's even greater risk with that. Yes. So that's probably a smart way of going about it. But uh, you hear about some crazy stuff and people yeah. losing their yeah. jobs, things like that. Yeah. And, and But in another you know, breath, it is a, it is a nice platform to get information right. to the students as well. So yes. if it's used properly, it's fabulous. Yeah. Cause so. it, you know what, they're on there anyway. Right? right. So yeah. that it's kind of speaking their language. Right. Awesome. All right. So, um, I'm gonna, so let's shift to when you did attend our workshop that was back in October yes. and now we're in, we're in the end of January. Yes. So we have to refresh our memories. Um, but just, for those who are, are listening, Banna, in collaboration with a PhD student, Sarah, who was on our episode one, um, we formulated a workshop that was basically to inform adult influencers about social media and how their um, performance or their activities online can influence the, the young people in their lives. 
So we talked about the mother-daughter relationship and how it's really important being a role model for young people and um, having those offline conversations is very important. Using opportunities online as teachable moments too in real life. So um, Christine was lucky enough to come to one of those and we were really happy to have her there. She actually came with her daughters, which was great. So I just um, wanted to get your take on your experience attending that workshop. How did you think it went? I thought the workshop was fabulous. I thank you all for uh, having it and doing it. Uh, to be honest, I didn't have much of no, I didn't have much knowledge on social media, so I didn't know with having two girls who are coming up to teenage age and babysitting and having their own phones, I had no idea how to navigate or what they were doing. Um, I thought Facebook was in and it's not. It's Instagram mm -hmm. and Snapchat and it's Twitter. And I didn't really have any experience on that, even though I do teach high school students. Right. So it was very educational for me and very helpful for me to figure out how quickly stuff gets sent out, um, how easily things can be twisted, how um, easy it is for these kids to just post anything and uh and to know where they are and to navigate. So it was just, it was wonderful. I was able to learn how to work through the the media, the social media, the technology to see what my daughters were going to be doing or what they were doing. I got the lingo on how stuff was broken down. So I understood some of yeah, it. Yeah, the lingo. Um, yeah. <laughs> the so emojis. The emojis <laughs> and, and, and all that good stuff. Uh, so it was, it was, it was awesome. It was a good learning experience for me. Okay, good. Yeah, that's awesome. We, um, like me myself, even from starting this job, I've learned things, like you said, like Facebook's not popular anymore. No. <laughs> I'm still on Facebook, but for young people, it isn't. So um, it's funny how quickly it's advancing, even though it's not even that old in itself, social media. Um, would you say there was any big takeaways from that experience or pieces of information? I, I took away a lot. I, yeah. I really, really did. It, um, I felt uh, comfortable being able to navigate a lot better through social media and through the different, um, the different uh, technology once I left. Um, I did take away with a lot of other stuff that the kids are looking at and looking into, so it was a good eye-opener for me to see what uh, the kids like and what they're searching and what... Sure. Uh, what they're finding. So uh, it, it was great. I feel like now I'm more educated and I know what I'm looking for. I know how to navigate. I know how to help my daughters and help mm -hmm. my students um, decipher through some of the information mm -hmm. that's posted. Yeah. Yeah. Some, um, I find some parents don't even know where to begin. Like some parents know very little. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's those parents who also know a lot too. Um, but I mean, the information I think was good for across the board yeah um okay so oh, I already asked you that one we might have to cut that okay so this is maybe maybe you've learned this at the workshop but um or maybe from other colleagues do you have any advice for people on how to decipher what's real and what's not real online? <laughs> Which I don't know if anyone of us can do, but you might have some information. Honestly, I, I just sit back and I just decipher that and I look at something. I, I just, I feel like it's not real. There's something yeah. that has been adjusted, that's been changed, 
um, that's been altered. So um, I feel like it's, like I said, what you see is not necessarily what you get. Um, So that's how I look at it. But um, that's just my way of of thinking and that. So I just I just kind of go with that, that there's, you know, some things just there just might be something different to that picture or to that message. Absolutely. We always say to young people, it's always the highlight reel. It's the best of the best moments. It's not necessarily the behind the scenes. We didn't know the editing that went into that or maybe there was... um, I don't know, like a relationship gone bad, but it looks so happy. So we never know the behind the scenes. I think that's probably a good way to go about it is like have those low expectations. It's probably not real. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, This is a really good one, I think, for positive influencers and teachers. So in your experience, what is the most effective way that you connect with your students? I, I have an open door policy. Yeah, uh, my door is always open. I feel like uh, the girls can come in, they can dance, they can do yoga, they can meditate, they can ask me questions. Um, it just I, I just leave it open to them. So uh, I guess I, I'm lucky because I guess I have a good relationship with my students that they are willing to just come in and, and hang nice. out and do their thing. But um, but I I just feel like I just keep an open door. If they want to come talk to me, I'm always there. There's always somebody there. Or just that first couple of days, that first week in grade nine, I always tell my girls, you find a special adult in this mm-hmm. place over the next four years that you can talk to or that you can go to if you have any questions, concerns, or That's you know, great. Whatnot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it sounds like they do because you've already shared like them coming to you a little bit about the bullying and things like that. Yeah, that's great. Um. And I know most teens, though, they're going through their own thing. They're getting, you know, when I go into the school, sometimes I'm thinking, are they actually listening to me? (laughs) Because they're growing brains, like their hormones are raging. Um, But um, when you know that there's those kids that they're, they don't sometimes want to hear what you have to say. Um, Is there a way that you think some adults can reach them or what maybe like olive branches can you put out there that might help or any advice? You know, I think teens are smarter than we think they are. Mm. And I think they do hear what Mm -hmm. we're saying. Like we'll get parents that call and say, I can't get to him. I can't, I can't get to her. Somebody has to. Um, I think they hear it. I think they know it. Um, Sometimes they just have to hear it from somebody else. Right. Sometimes they just have to experience it themselves for it to click in and say, oh, yes, I got it. But I think we don't give them enough credit. They hear us. Yeah. And they, they take what they want at moments. But, sure. But they, they take it all in and I think they just process it on their own time. And, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's like planting a seed yeah. and it, it's in there and they'll probably utilize it at some, some point. point. But yeah, sometimes I'm like, huh, you're not even listening to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, so in terms of positive influencers in your own life, I know you spoke about how you had, um, you know, some of your own teachers have been really good influences on your self-esteem. Do you have any positive influencers, like as an adult that you look up to or um, anyone else you can think of that has made a big impact on you? Oh, absolutely. I I mean, my family obviously has been awesome. I'm very lucky to just be able to 
um, ask any questions to my family and that. But like I said, uh, as an adult, to have those uh, mentors and teacher role models yeah. um, and my associate teachers, I wouldn't be the teacher I was today if I didn't have have them. And I, I thank them all the time. I it, It's just it's amazing how wonderful they are and how much you can take from from them from the people that have been there and do it every day. And mm-hmm. so I've just, I, I, I'm lucky. I'm yeah. Lucky. Oh, great. Yeah. And experiences like you, you can learn anything from a book, but then those people who have that experience to share with you, I feel like that's always more impactful. Yeah. Okay. So how do you yourself stay mentally healthy? I, <laughs> I love to do yoga. I just find if I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm on my mat, I'm nice. just a completely different person. Me and too. I leave it on my mat. I just flake out, do my thing. And, uh, that's awesome. and, and that keeps me mentally healthy, but I, you know, I'm like everybody else. I like to set a massage or get my sure. nails done sure. or hang out with my friends, but, uh, I like to exercise myself and I like to just do some yoga. I guess that's my my that's your thing yeah that's one of mine too it's definitely on my list it keeps me sane (laughs) and in terms of mental health awareness um within the schools do you think that landscape has changed for young people i i think it has i think there's a lot more attention towards like not having stigma and and helping those who need help i'm just curious to get your take as a guidance and as a teacher uh yeah there is a lot more anxiety uh Mm. i feel like in 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 the system and with these with the kids they uh, they especially the girls they are very academic they're all a lot about numbers and mm-hmm. they are high achievers and they have to get good marks and if they don't then they they feel that pressure they feel that anxiety whether it's self-driven or if it's coming from an adult um, that's pressuring them to do yeah. well in school um, it, it's there. They are very anxious, and they they really want to do well. But the if they don't do well, then it's uh, it, it becomes very stressful yeah. for them. Yeah, unfortunately, anxiety is is big these days, and I think social media has something to right. do with that, of course. Yeah. But then outside pressures too. There's they feel like there's a lot at stake, or yes. and then you mentioned the parent role. So how do you think um, parents can you know, support, but not um, push too much? Uh, I feel like um, it, it, it's it's hard because you want yeah. your, your, your child to do well and excel and you just want the best for them. Uh, to be honest, I, I, I feel like the parents have been really, really good. I feel like it's more self-driven with uh, the students yeah. I see uh, with wanting to do well and wanting to impress their parents or get into that program Uh, they need those 90s 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 and um, I feel like some of the parents are having a hard time with that because you know they know they're doing the best they can and it's you know they can't do anything it's the their child that is putting all the pressure on them say Mm -hmm. so it's it's just being there yeah directing them to like ways they can cope or right yeah That's interesting how kids are putting a lot of pressure on themselves. My students. Yeah. Yeah. It might not be everyone. Mm -hmm. If that's what you're seeing, it's out there, right? All right. Let me just, I wanted to come back. All right. So, uh, okay. I just want to get your take on the word healthy. So what does that mean to you? Because it can mean a lot of things. We talked about mental health and we talked about physical health. But overall, what is that term for you? Uh, 
Healthy to me is um, your your mind body connection. Um, if your mind is 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 working well and your body is moving well, then uh, you're 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 healthy. You're you're working towards. You're eating well. You're you're doing the best you can. You're getting yes. enough sleep. Yeah. And and, and that. So um, to be healthy to me is to just be eating right, sleeping right, just doing all the necessary things to take care of your body and your mind. Right. Yeah. It's like the holistic picture. Yes. Yeah. It's not just one thing. Yeah, yeah for connected. sure. And do you think that, say, like, quote unquote, an unhealthy person can um, have a positive body image? Um, I, I think so. I, I do. I think so. It, it'll take a, you know, it takes a little bit of work, but um, I think anything is, uh, is possible. So yeah. I think, uh, I think people can learn to be healthy. Sure. If they want to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminds me of what you said before, how they have, like teens have to experience some things for themselves, maybe reach a little bit of a, a bottom in order to be like, okay, I need to be implementing some things in order to feel right. healthier and, and, and better about my body. Right. Yeah. All right. And um, I know you noted when we were preparing for this talk that you said, we asked you to complete a phrase and it just said, I am. And then you listed powerful, right? Yes. Yeah. So can you tell me why you chose to do that? Well, it was the, uh, it was the first word that came to my mind and it still comes to my mind if I, if I come across and I, I ask that to, yeah. um, to others. Uh, just because I think powerful just means that I, I'm a powerful influencer. So what I, mm, I love that. I, what kind of, what you have to practice what you preach. And if I'm going to be a teacher and a role model, I want to be a good one. So I guess I like the word powerful because it just it just stands for strength and it stands for you know trying to bring confidence and stuff to. Um, my little ones, yeah. whether it's my own kids or my kids at school. Yeah, it's kind of one of those all-encompassing words too. That like, you, like you're kind of your motto that the sky's the limit. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, and because our podcast is called Happy Health, Healthy and Hopeful, you already told me about happiness and healthy. But in terms of hopeful. What do you have as a hope for maybe yourself or young people? This one's kind of up to your interpretation. But when when I tell you, um, when I ask you about hopeful, what comes to mind for yourself or young people? I just hope that they walk out of my classroom or the building just knowing that they, they, they can still, they do great things. If they put their mind to it and they have the confidence that they can pretty much achieve anything. Right. So my hope is to just instill that confidence and that level of um, integrity and that uh, positiveness so that they walk out the door so comfortable knowing that they can do whatever they put their mind to do. Mm-hmm. Amazing. That's great. All right. So I think that... Um, we covered a lot of things <laughs> that I wanted to cover and talk to you bo- to you about. Um, was there anything else related to social media that you think parents should know um, that stands out to you? I think just get educated. If you're 95% of our students have smartphones, uh, just l- learn. If you don't know, that was my biggest thing was, oh, I need to really 
teach myself and learn how to navigate sure. through this. So, you know, find out what your children are on and what they're playing with and just be able to um, have access to it and know what what they're looking at and what you're looking for so you feel like you can talk to them on different issues. Right, right, so yeah. Just educate. Yeah, <laughs> seek out the resources. Yeah. Um, definitely this workshop is a resource or Banna's website is a resource um, and we there's directing you to additional resources on Banna's website. So if yeah. you are a parent or a teacher and need some assistance, uh, look there first and then... Um, we can direct you and you can always reach out and we can direct you further. Um, so that wraps it up for this episode of uh, Be Yourself, Happy, Healthy and Hopeful podcast. Um, Christine, if people did want to learn more about you because you're not on social media, is there any way they could get in touch uh, <laughs> or no? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess you could reach me at the, uh, at the at high school. school at yeah. School. Um, but uh or out in the uh, in the yoga world, yeah, uh, that's but, true. Uh, but uh, yeah, she's so off it, social it, media. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to disconnect. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally understand that. But thanks again for being here, for and thank you everyone for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of Be Yourself, the Happy, Healthy, Hopeful podcast. It was recorded at MediaWorks Studios, located at 1030 Walker Road in Windsor, Ontario. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MediaWorksStudiosYQG. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MediaWorksYQG. For more exclusive content, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel.